right. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, I know that's kind of a little bit of a weird time, kind of between Christmas and New Year, and just kind of that whole idea, uh, throwing you off with the one service and all that stuff. But we, I thank you for being here and for being a part. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, Pastor Chris is out, and so you're stuck with me. So sorry about that. But uh, anyway, I'm glad you're here anyway. Um, are any of you difficult to guide? Are any of you, uh, if somebody was tasked with the job of having to lead you, is that an easy or a hard task for them? <laughs> uh, what, what about when it comes to driving? When it comes to driving? See, I may be a little bit on the difficult side when it comes to having to have someone, who's usually my wife, try to give me like turn-by-turn instructions as we're going somewhere we've never been before. Uh, I'm not the easiest. Um, you may say, why don't you just let your phone tell you? Um, that's a good question. Maybe it's because I really enjoy the intense moments of fellowship that it brings. Uh, I don't know. But uh, my, my wife is not always the best co-pilot, okay? Uh, she often tells me, that was your exit, as we zoom past it. And, um, of course, I always respond with patience and love because well, I'm a pastor. So, uh, so you, you, know, you know that's definitely what happens. But... Uh, uh, she has her phone in her hand. She has her GPS going, so she's guiding me. She knows where we're headed, and uh, too often than, than not, I still tend to second-guess her. I still tend to try to bypass her. Uh, I still tend to uh, end up causing strife because I think I know better, uh, than the, and I'm not really trusting the one who's actually guiding me. You know, with me? Anybody, anybody, anybody in that boat a little bit? Yep, yep. So today I'm going to try to recruit some driving help. Okay, so if you would just humor me, I'd, I'd love just to get your sense of direction. Okay, so um, if you would, please stand up. I know you just sat down. That, that's just, sorry, but if you would, please just stand up. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, and on, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to point a certain direction. Okay, and so when I do that, I'd like for you to point that direction and hold that direction there until I say open your eyes. Okay, so on the count of three, I'd like for you to point south. One, two, three. All right, open your eyes. All right, now if you look around, you've got a lot of different directions going. I saw a couple of people change directions, like, oh, my buddy said this way. No, no. Okay, so if you pointed this direction, you are correct. All right, so this direction is south. Um, not because I have good sense of direction. You may be seated. Um, not because I have good sense of direction, but because I checked it on my compass on my phone. Okay, so, uh, so just know that that's, that's, that's the direction. Uh, so I got, I got note of a couple of you who I can now ask for directions, or maybe if you want to come ride with the Hernandez clan, you're welcome to. Come jump in the car with us. We can do all of that. Uh, hopefully you know how to change diapers, but that's a whole other thing. Okay, truth is, we are all headed somewhere, okay? Some of us are following some people that may not have the best sense of direction. Some of us are going lone wolf style, right? We're uh, just going to see where it takes us. Um, some of us don't really know where we're headed, but it's been an interesting ride so far. You, anybody in there, in here like that? But the, the new year always gets me thinking. It, it's hard not to see the new year as a clean slate, as a, as a new start. The possibilities really are endless, guys. Maybe this year is going to be, going to be finally the year that I, whatever. The, the truth is that it really could be this year. Maybe looking back, you see some years that have just been pivotal in your life. And maybe this year could be like that. I think part of knowing where you're headed is, uh, and also knowing who you're following, it comes down to some reflection and some honest assessment of, 
uh, how you've been doing thus far. Okay, so that is what I'm going to invite you to do this morning. Okay, so in life, how do we get where we're going? The truth is that right now in your life, it's our current habits and behaviors that are taking us down a certain path. You with me? And it's that path that's taking me to a certain kind of life. See, we live in a reap and reap, um, a sow and reap kind of life. We, we, we reap what we sow. If you plant corn, you shouldn't get, a, get, shouldn't get angry when you don't get potatoes, right? That's not the kind of life we have. And you've heard the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. So in the honesty of your own heart, I'd love for you to do some assessment with me. I'd love for you to even do some projecting. If you were to look into the future of where your current habits and behaviors are taking you, where are you headed? If you keep handling money, for instance, like you've been handling it, where are you going to be in five or ten years? Do you have any savings? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? Are you in debt, maybe the closest of friends? Are, 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 you, giving, are you giving to anything worthwhile at all? So what, what about your physical health? If you continue to eat and to work out and overall just take care of yourself the way you've been doing it, where are you going to be down the road? These things, handling money, your financial side, and also your physical health, there are two parts of something I want to talk about this morning that Zig Ziglar, anybody know who Zig Ziglar is? Uh, anyway, he calls it the wheel of life, okay? And he had this concept where he talked about achieving balanced success. You had to make sure that all the core areas of your life were addressed to be truly successful. So uh, let's take a moment. Let's look at these. Let's look at this wheel of life, okay? So now we've talked about the financial piece. We've talked about the physical piece. And I want to look at five other areas, okay? So first off, let's look at the career, okay? Are you where you want to be in your career? And in that, are you getting better at what you do, at, the, at, the, at your craft? Are you getting better at your craft as part of that assessment? What about the, the personal side, your personal, the personal side of, of, of your life, maybe the social side, if you will? Who, who are you spending time with? And what do you spend your personal time doing? Now, how many of you in this past year have told numbers of people, hey, I'm going to get with you soon. I want, I, want, I want to go and have lunch. I want to go do this. And how many of us didn't do it at all? You know, you, if you're there like me, then you, you, you've done that. What about the, the mental side? Some of us call that the uh, intellectual side. How, how is your stress level? How, how are you doing there? How, are, you, are you reading anything right now that's making you grow as a person? Are you learning something new that's going to keep yourself sharp? All of these things. What, what about your family side? How's your family health? Are you spending quality time together with your family? Or does your family meal look more like this? Yeah? Everybody holding their so, cell phone, just kind of staring at it? Yep, yep. You go to restaurants and you see that a lot, don't you? Nobody's talking, or maybe they are, but they're just texting each other across the table. Yeah. And what about your spiritual side? How, how is your spiritual health? Are, are you taking time to study and to grow spiritually? Now, I'm not just tacking this one on because it's church and I'm supposed to. See, I, I really want you to hear me out. Now, it's going to be completely normal for all of us to be better at one area than another, worse in another area. So, so maybe the career side is your thing. 
maybe when it comes to your career, you're just killing it at work, you're, you're doing what you need to do, but then when it comes to the family side, when it comes to being the parent that you're called to be, maybe you have a little bit of struggle. Now, I, uh, I realize that, I, I want you to realize that it's important for us to, to see that all areas are important. If we only focus on one, and then I end up neglecting the others, the wheel of life ends up a little bit lopsided, if you will. It ends up with a flat. Now, can you imagine trying to drive on that? Right? That's, that's, uh, that's going to be difficult to drive on if you only have a couple areas that are, that are going. If you ever, dri- ever try to drive on a flat, you know that uh, you don't get very far very fast, and a lot of times it's a bumpy ride, right? Uh, anyone, ever, anyone in here having a bumpy life right now? Maybe, maybe that's what's going on. So, so this is the part of the talk where I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you how to have life balance and how to carpe diem and have your best life now. No, no, it's not, I'm not going to do that. that. That's not what I'm going to do. See, when I read a verse like Proverbs chapter 3, one that may be, may be familiar to some of you, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Now, what part of that verse is hardest for you? Maybe it's the not lean on your own understanding. Sometimes we think we know best, don't we? It's hard not to have control, right? Even though the Lord says he knows best, and I know that's shocking, right? The Lord says he knows best. Uh, But the one who spoke the world into existence is asking us to lean on him when we need our answers. He asks you to lean on him when we need our hope. When I read that verse and I see that all your ways, that's when I think of these core areas of our life, this wheel of life. These are the all your ways of the ways that you live. These are the, the ways that you show what you value. These are the ways that you tell the world what you believe is important. Think of it this way. If I spent the majority, if I looked at what you spend the majority of your time and money on, what, it, what would it reveal that you value? Would it show that your tire is only inflated in one or two areas? Some of you are uh, having a very bumpy ride in this thing called life. And it may be because you only have a couple areas of your tire inflated, right? We don't, I don't want to drive on something like that. So all of our ways, what are we supposed to do with all of our ways? As we look at that verse, what does it say? Submit them to the Lord. How, how I always used to remember this verse, maybe you've, you've, you know this verse, I always knew it as, uh, as acknowledge him. Anybody know it that way? You've, you've heard it as acknowledge? I thought that was a little too light because I know some of you are like me. And so, so you see acknowledge is almost too easy. You and I oftentimes find ourselves living our lives completely on our own. We're making our own plans. We're deciding the trajectory of our lives and maybe we'll just kind of tack on church. Uh, you know, a couple couple days a, a month, and kind of think that's enough. Acknowledging him, to, to but I keep on doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? But sometimes I, uh, sometimes I'm doing my own thing, and the only thing that makes me even think about what about God is when things stop going my way, right? When sickness comes, when hard times visit, when you're flat on your back and tragedy hits, in the middle of disappointment. That's, that's when, I'm, when I realize that, hmm, maybe it's different. Maybe if we see that our ways are to be submitted to the Lord, 
It's like he's sitting in the front seat telling me where to go. He's the one guiding me. He's the one who knows where I'm going. Acknowledge is almost like treating Jesus like a spare tire, right? I think he's there somewhere, but I'm only going to check on him in an emergency, right? There is something really important to remember. So no, don't miss this. When it comes to the real wheel of life, these are all important, but the actual wheel of life has a hub, and it's the person of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 says it this way, For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or, or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So if he's the hub, and it's all about him, it's all through him and for him, how does that change the way that I look at these areas of my life? Well, I'm not going to tell you. How do you like that? Because, see, this is all about your relationship with Jesus. He's the hub because it's all about him. The way we relate to him personally, he has answers to how he wants to change every area of our wheel of life. But he reveals those to us personally. It may not look exactly like mine, but but it will be all about him because it really is all about Jesus. Reminder, this is an ongoing thing. My wife and I have a relationship And everything of how I relate to her and what kind of husband I am has changed over time. What I thought about marriage and what I thought marriage was going to be has changed over the years. It's hard work. Then you add kids to the mix, right? Well, while we've been married, I've learned more and more of what it means to be married to my wife. So now if you're walking with Jesus, if you have a relationship with him, Jesus isn't going to change. But you are. See, he's really gracious, and he knows our entire story. He still chooses to love us. He didn't ask us to fix all of our mess before we come to him. No, he knows us, and he loves us. But he's not going to let us stay the same. He is also going to refine us little by little. He's going to convict me of areas of my life that don't line up where where I'm going with him. And then... The road, the road that he's showing me, all of a sudden, there's a whole other area that he's revealing to me, and I, and I realized that it was there the whole time, but he's showing me that now I need to fix it. And now I need to, I need to get, get back on the right path. But that's why we read in Matthew chapter 7. Why do, you, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly how to take the speck out of your brother's eye. See, God is in the process of making me, and if you're a follower of his, making you more and more like Jesus. But see, sometimes I'm resisting. I'm resisting that change. Sometimes I'm embracing it, but all of it is headed to a direction that he desires. Some of us are struggling with things that others aren't. and That's okay. But I guarantee you I'm struggling with things that you're not and vice versa. How can I judge you while missing all the junk that I've got going on the same exact time? So my goal is that you take this question to Jesus before the end of the year. Jesus, how does you being the hub, being the center of my life, change 
all the other areas? How does it change all the other areas? And, and what I'm going to do is just give you a little bit of a guide. Okay, two, two points. A, a little bit of a guide on how, uh, as you take this question to him, maybe some insight into how Jesus may answer. Okay, the first one is that Jesus' answer may contain fruit. Now, that sounds a little weird. What, is it, what does that mean? See, God is in, in the business of making us more and more like Jesus. See, you becoming more like Jesus, is mean, it means that you're going to see more of the characteristics that God puts in your life. And namely, that's the fruits of the Spirit, right? So we're going to see God is going to be adding love and joy and peace and patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He's going to be adding all those things. So if Christ is wanting to be the hub of my career, what does that look like? Well, I think that means that the kind of businessman I'm going to be is going to be an honest one, right? I think it's because it's going to be that because I'm going to be growing in goodness and in self-control. Uh, I think it's going to be putting people first in a very loving way. See, because God's all about people, isn't he? If that's not you, don't be surprised if Jesus addresses that. It makes sense, though. Uh, one of my favorite pastors, Ben Sturio, kind of says it this way. Um, if someone says they're cool with me, but they really hate my kid, that's not cool with me, right? Like, I, I love you, but, oh, man, that four-year-old you have? Oh, I just can't stand her. If they say something like that, how can we say we love God, but we don't love his kids, right? We don't like his kids. When, when all of our actions show that they're, that they're not a priority to us, how can we say that we, we're following the, the God of the universe? What would my role look like as a dad if I had more patience? Maybe I need to ask Jesus where I need more joy in my life. Maybe I need to ask in the depths of my soul why I'm not at peace with my finances and asking Jesus what I need to do about that. Are you willing, are you willing to ask Jesus as your hub how him being the sinner changes everything else, every other part of your life? Second, when Christ is showing you the areas of your life to refine, he does it with an eternal perspective. See, Jesus is about the eternal. So Sparrow had to get shots on Friday, okay? And uh, she's just turned four years old. And uh, the, the truth of the matter, she's not going to have to have any more shots till she turns like 11, okay? But um, do you think that telling her that in the moment changed her perspective at all? Uh, no. Yeah, she had to get four shots, and that was, it was like the end of life, right? It was, it was not going to be good. But, guys, we're, we're not so different. You see, uh, sometimes we kind of get into that four-year-old mentality, that three-year-old mentality of we want it, we want it now. Anybody been there? Yeah, I've been there. Um, we know what feels good, and, and far often, far too often, that's what ends up guiding us. It's, it's oftentimes that we see that, that the littlest habits and decisions, they, they really can affect us well into the future, but... Most of the time, we don't have that kind of sight to be able to see where, when it's headed our way. But see, Christ comes in and has a destination in mind that only he knows. Sometimes he gives us a glimpse of where we're headed, uh, but sometimes, most of the time, he probably doesn't always connect those dots for us, does he? So as he's guiding you in the core areas of your life, know that he's looking at the big picture. He sees, he sees us in the moment. But he's guiding us with the end in mind. So when he asks you to find certain areas of your life, maybe even areas that you don't completely understand, 
I just know that he's seeing the big picture, the bigger picture than just the moment. If I'm living with an eternal perspective, I make different decisions. I'm not living for the moment. And see, Jesus is all about the eternal. Are you willing to ask Jesus, as your hub, how him being the sinner changes your wheel of life, every area of your life? Now, I don't have this all figured out, okay? I, I'm, I'm telling you this this morning because I'm in this process too. All right, I'm, I'm asking him this very exact question, looking back in my, my past year, saying, God, what do you have for me in this new year? What are the areas? Take off the blinders. What do you want me to do? And, and, and Jesus is all about you asking him. Guys, he, he wants to be with us. He wants us to know how much he loves us. And as he tells us, I want you to discern that his voice is a voice of love and not a voice of condemnation. If you hear him telling you how terrible you were all year, I want you to make sure you're hearing the right voice because he speaks in love. And he, he's, he's telling you that he wants you to be, look more and more like Jesus. And so I, I hope you're listening. Maybe you need to spend some time with Jesus visiting on your wheel of life, asking him to show you what he really has for you in every area. Now, it may not be easy, but anything worth doing is a lot of times just not easy. It may be uncomfortable, but the God who sent his son to take the death that you deserve, says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. So who is at the center of your wheel of life? Who's at the center? Maybe stop the bumpy ride, ask the hard questions, and truly see what it means to have Jesus as your hub. He's better. He's better. The psalmist writes in in Psalm 48, For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Pray with me. Father God, I I thank you that you care about us. We're just specks on a speck, God. We're uh, so little, so small, so insignificant in comparison to you. Yet you still care about us. You still love us. You still sent your son to die for us because you want us to be with you forever. And so, God, I pray if there's anybody in this room who does not have you as their hub, I pray they would get that fixed today. That They would acknowledge that, that you really are the only way through Jesus. God, may we see this new year be a year of victories in our life. May it be a year that our wheel of life is spinning well. That, it's, uh, that our, our, our hub truly is Jesus, God. I pray for that. I ask for that. I want that for me. May we do that this year, God, in, in a way that we can look back and say, man, 2020, that was an amazing year. Jesus met with me. He did amazing things. And I'm so glad I listened. In Jesus' name.